welcome to the Women With Fire podcast. I am Michelle Gifford. I am Sarah Allred. God is calling women around the world to stand up and make a difference. We call this your quest. God needs you. Learn from other women who are navigating their own quests. And through this podcast, light that fire as you embark upon your own. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women with Fire podcast. This is no ordinary episode. It is episode 101. What? You are with your host, Michelle and Sarah. 101, 101. <laughs> who would have thought? Uh, who would have thought? I mean, I thought it because God said we should do this. <laughs> this is crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. And I have to say, here's a little disclaimer. We always have disclaimers. What's our deal? Because we're trying to be honest. <laughs> I was looking at our podcast stats the other week and we launched when? 2016? Yeah. Okay. We launched in 2016. It was originally called Mormon Mompreneur. And somehow we received serious divine inspiration to change the name before the big change came <laughs> from Ooh, the prophet. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we got advance notice on this one. <laughs> <laughs> we switched the name and I wish I could show you a graphic through the podcast because even though we had a ton of fun, great interviews when we launched in 2016, something caught fire in 2008. <laughs> oh, it's like fire. 2016, here are your numbers. It's this little sliver. 2017, maybe it's two slivers. Then you go to 2018 and it's off the charts. You can't even see the top. And I'm like, what's going on? What happened in 2018? <laughs> what do you think happened, Michelle? Uh, what do I think happened is, well, I do know what happened. It's welcome to your quest. <laughs> yeah. we the name, we found the quest, and we have been guiding you on our quest for more than a year. It was a game changer, right? Mega. Ah, oh, it's so fun. So not only do we get to interview some really amazing women who have amazing testimonies, but we get to come and talk to you about your quest, what you should be doing and how all of these things we're learning applies to you. And what, you know, what is God calling you to do? He's calling you to do a lot of things. So that's what these Thursday episodes are all about. And I love that we made it to 101. It's a lot of fun. And today we're talking about four steps to cheering each other on in our quest, because I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to like, I got to sit down for a minute for this one. I need to tell you something. Satan gets to us, right? He totally gets to us. And it's not these big things. Mostly he is focusing on our relationships with each other. We have got to do better women, ladies, we have got to do better at how we're treating each other. When we think about each other and when we talk about each other, when we judge each other, we have got to figure this out because this is a really easy way for Satan to get us down. Cause it doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but it is. And it's holding us back. It's holding you back. It's stopping you from, from even approaching your quest because you're spending all this time thinking about what other people are doing. Put it away, step back and focus on you. So is that too much, Sarah? <laughs> it's so brilliant. And I have to say there was a moment in conference when President Nelson talked about how Satan loves to isolate. And you know what? Sister Eubanks said it too. Isolation 
is one of those signs that something is creeping in. So guess what? If you can make all faithful women love to be Gabby and mean and put each other down and comparative and make them feel isolated, Satan has won. Satan has won. And so own it. Like say, he is isolating me and I am going to knock it off. I'm going to (laughs) knock it off and I'm going to invest in some awesome friendships. That's what I'm going to do. Right? Yeah. And we've been talking about like, I mean, everywhere you hear like comparison is a thief of joy, but this is the quote that came to me. The remedy of comparison is to know who you are. Okay. Let me say it again. The remedy of comparison is to know who you are because when you get stuck in that comparison and you're, you think, oh, this person is doing this and they're better than I am. But then you're like, oh, they're better than I am, but I bet there's some, I bet they're doing something wrong somewhere else. Right. Like if their kids are all dressed to the nines, then they're they're probably like watching a lot of TV. Right. Like you have to suddenly justify it. (laughs) I'm hating this. I'm hating this. Let's move on. (laughs) I mean, I am not perfect at this. I'm calling my whole, my own self on the carpet, but I, we've got to do better because if you are going to succeed at your quest, you got to lay off other people because you do not have the mental space, the mental power to entertain things that do not help you. And I'm going to tell you those thoughts and those negative feelings about other people in comparing and judging and making that like putting them down. So you feel better is not making you better. It's not, and you're not building friendships, you're staying isolated. And that sense of I'm better than doesn't come from God. And do you think when you think of President Nelson or you think of Sherry Dew, do you think that those are people who are arrogant? No. No. But do you look at those people and think that those people don't know who they are? No. <laughs> Do you think that those are confident people? Totally. Yes. And that is the secret sauce there is we want to be totally confident because Sherry do hashtag fangirl of Sherry do. Okay, <laughs> here we go. She says this, no woman is a more vibrant instrument in the hands of the Lord than a woman of God who is thrilled to be who she is. who she is. And wait a minute. Didn't we just do a podcast episode about bold declarations? I love it. I hope, I hope you took that challenge and you were able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am this and I am that and cheer your own self on because there is a really important space for you in this work. So important. And the Lord is dying to reveal that space and those gifts and talents. They are there. They are so there. And so I think a lot about Sherry Dew saying the greatest thing that we can do as women is to be confident in who we are, confident in who we are. So what are your thoughts, Michelle, regarding confidence, comparison? How does that like sneak in (laughs) to the woman's life, right? How does this happen? Well, I feel like in my life, what happens if there's a part of my life that I don't feel super confident in? then I look at other people, right? I start comparing myself to someone else who's much better at it than I am. And then I, I think, oh, well, they're that way because they're not doing something, right? This happens, I feel like, I don't know how personal to go here. <laughs> Come on, Michelle. 
there's only thousands of people listening. <laughs> but I feel like this, like, I think this probably happened early on in, um, because I married into a really good family, a really cool family, and they are just much better housekeepers than I am. That's easy to say. <laughs> I mean, like, if you knew, you'd be like, yeah, they're really good. They decorate and everything, their home is um, beautifully and everything's on purpose. And I'm a creative, I'm all over the place. My husband's trying to rein me in for doing great 15 years later. But anyway, but I do remember when, like when we were first married and I thought, oh, like if, if I don't, they're probably judging me because I'm not doing this stuff. Right. And well, well, they're not so good at whatever, you know, I don't know. It was years ago, but you know, like where you're just like, I just don't, I mean, if they're good at that, then they're probably not good at this. And then the reality hit me is that their passion was in creating a beautiful home space for their family. And they love the decorating process. For me, it's really hard. Like I just want, <laughs> I, yeah, and they love it. They like love that. Like they love going and buying a bunch of stuff and then seeing what works and then returning stuff. And for me, like, I'm like, I can't, I cannot, I, like I have, I want to go and buy everything at once and then be done. Like that's just because that's not where I hang out. Like that's not what, where my creativity is. And so then once I, I this way, we are I like, I walk into Ikea and I'm like, can I just buy this whole room? And then we <laughs> just set it up. <laughs> that's how much I love decorating my house. Right. Yeah. I, have no I, I love I love being in a decorated house. I appreciate other people, you know, in there being really good at it. And now I have, now my sister-in-law, Randy, um, from Randy Garrett design is like this huge Instagrammer and Amazing. that's what she does. Right. Is she's teaching. And I was like, but back then I didn't see it. You know, I didn't see that it was okay that their passion was here and that mine wasn't. And it took me figuring out what my quest was to find that confidence and then I'm saying, now I can be like, I'm going to stay in this lane and I'm going to let them help me with my decor. <laughs> there. Right? Yes. If you've got a, a neat freak friend that loves to say like God's house is a house of order, it's a real thing for people. Okay. And invite them in and let them do it for you. <laughs> yes. Find that space. So we are all progressing. And here's what I would challenge you to do. I would challenge you to figure out what makes that person light up. And it may be decor, okay? And if you meet Michelle at Playgroup, it may be podcasting, okay? And whatever, like figure out what that is. And you know what? Learn about it. Talk to them about it. Ask them about it. Learn all you can about it so that we can have these incredible friendships and loyalty so that we can do better because we can. We can do better. Oh my goodness. We have to do better because... That is the easiest way for Satan to get us is, is that he can hold us back this way. And it's really, it's really sad because if we are stuck, then our work and the wonder we're supposed to do, it also stays stuck. And I mean, we're supposed to be here for our quest. We're supposed to figure this out and figure out what we're good at so that we can help and we can serve in the best way. <sighs> okay. Sorry. There's a lot. Are you guys still with us? <laughs> Well, let's pull them in with a fabulous Old Testament story. Oh, I love it. Oh, right? I'm excited about this. Because yeah. we may think that like, 
this kind of friendship and comparison and, oh, I want what someone else has and envy are something that really has come to a head in our time. Mm. Oh, 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 if I got a story for you, okay? Let's jump into the Old Testament and let me introduce you to the awful King Saul, the awful, horrible King Saul. Now, in reality, you have to know this is not Paul Saul, Paul Saul. No? Okay. This is the terrible King Saul from the Old Testament. And he has a son named Jonathan. Um, Jonathan is awesome. And the reality is, is that Jonathan is meant to be king, right? Because he is the son of Saul. Okay. He is meant to be king and he's looking forward to being king. And he also has a friend whose name is David. And this is the David and Goliath David. Okay. So the cool thing about this is you have to understand that Jonathan and David are friends. And it really is one of the most incredible devoted friendships that's ever been recorded in scripture because we have so much detail about what's going on. So here's the interesting thing. So Saul, he's one of the most vivid examples of self-obsession, hatred, and envy in recorded scripture. And here his son is this incredible friend to David, okay? So let's talk about friendship. So David and Jonathan are friends. Great. David becomes a massive hero because of the slaying of the giant Goliath, okay? He is the big hero in this story. Saul is super impressed with David. He kind of takes him under his wing, and he places David in command over his army, and then David is anointed by the prophet Samuel to be the next king. Ah, did you hear that? Mm. It's really cool to cheer David on and be excited for him. But do you realize what has just happened? David is anointed by the prophet Samuel to be the next king. Okay. David becomes even more closely acquainted with Jonathan, Saul's son, and they have an incredible friendship. So here's the thing. Can Jonathan be in a position right now to be mad? Totally. Totally. Okay. Have, have you ever had a really, really close friend that has ended up with something you've wanted, whether that was a husband and you're single or that's a <laughs> calling? And I don't know why that would ever be something you'd want, but uh, <laughs> just, <kidding. laughs> just like anything, anything that you feel like that they, they have received something that you have really, really desperately wanted. So let's talk a little bit about what happens between Saul and Jonathan and David, because this is where the real friendship is tested is in regard to what King Saul um, wants to do. So David becomes hugely successful as the leader of Saul's armies, and Saul's feelings toward David begin to sour. Okay, so, so David is anointed to be king, and he's ready to go, and King Saul loves him until David becomes more popular than him. That's the reality, is the people are then cheering David on, and King Saul, in his ugliness, is wanting to be the big dog on campus and he's not anymore. That's the reality. Okay. And it's interesting because in Samuel, it says that Saul eyed David from that day forward. Hmm. And that's kind of creepy, right? Yeah. Kind of descriptive. The Old Testament's so red, my dear friends. It's so cool. So instead of checking his feelings of envy, Saul allows them to fester and they grow and grow. And so the reality is Saul tries to kill David. Whoa. Did you know that? See, the Old Testament's pretty cool and exciting. Well, there's a lot of crazy things that happen in Old Testament. (laughs) (laughs) Now, in reality, I I doubt that you have ever probably been 
there. Almost killed by a friend. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. That's probably not true, but there is probably more of Saul in us than we may want to think. And here is what I want to ask yourself. Is there anybody in your life that really bugs you? Anyone that you feel envious of? Maybe it's not really a consuming thing. Maybe somebody just bothers you, makes you roll your eyes, or somebody that's strange enough to provide really good fodder for gossip. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> okay, we're all laughing because we're there. We're there. there. I know. Right? I know. It's the uncomfortable Maybe. laugh. <laughs> it is. Maybe the uncomfortable laugh. Just laugh with us, dear listener. We're with you. Maybe there's someone who seems to have it all and we envy it a bit. Each of us, we feel like the green-eyed monster of jealousy and envy is kind of overcome. But each of us has more likely felt tempted that we want to kind of undermine another person or harbor those ill feelings towards another person because they give us kind of purpose and energy, okay? So just be thinking about that and let's look at how Saul is wanting to kill David and how everything has been stripped from Jonathan. And Jonathan has a friendship with David. And so what does Jonathan do? Because if David is killed, Jonathan will most likely become king, right? Right. Unless something else crazy happens. But Jonathan never wavers in his true friendship with David. He does three things. He warns David of his father's intention. He hides David from his father. And then he seeks to persuade his father to back off and repent for how he's treating his friend. And I just think that this is such a beautiful example of what real friendship is that we can emulate from the Old Testament, that those ugly, ugly feelings are not the Lord's way, but that loyalty and helping others and standing up for others is the Lord's way. And Jonathan is the real hero. He's the real hero and so necessary. And yet before listening to this podcast, if I had asked you who Jonathan was in the Old Testament, would you have known? No. If I had not just thought of this lesson that I heard, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known. I would have known David. I would have known David. So what examples do you feel like you've seen, Michelle? Um, we've talked about this, about awesome friendships and how necessary they are. Let's just take a little break because we want to give you access to our most requested bonus episodes straight to your inbox. We have never shared these episodes before digitally. Michelle's famous talk, God is speaking to you. Do you hear him? And guess what? You also get Sarah's crucial talk called Satan is at the White. I'm just telling you, these are very good. <laughs> they are huge resources to give you a vision and confidence in making decisions with the Lord, which is what we're trying to do, right? Grab the bonus episodes now at thewomenwithfire.com slash bonus. Now back to the podcast.
Well, I think the the real part that I want to I want to highlight here, and then I'm going to tell you about Nephi because if I will talk about Nephi anytime I can. <laughs> He's our quest man. <laughs> The best. <laughs> he's always on a quest that guy <laughs> we just know so many of his quests and they're so obvious i love it so but the thing that i want you to realize and recognize is that david was on a quest right he was on a clear quest he had goliath you know he had that and that jonathan was there to support david in his quest now his was a little bit more like we could see it it was it was out there in the open and it was more popular of a quest and jonathan he had a quest of his own, right? He had a quest to save David and he was probably doing some other things we don't know about that are his quest. And I bet that David supported him in his like quest, you know? So. Cause it wasn't uh, one-sided. It's not one-sided. Yeah. Oh yeah. And John, yes. yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I think what I want to really point out is that our quests are different and sometimes we're going to be David and we're going to have Jonathan help us. And sometimes we're going to be Jonathan and we're going to be helping other women on their quest. And so if we can figure that out, it's going to be so good for us. I think of Nephi and Sam, like we don't hear a lot about Sam and it's because the whole first book of Nephi is about Nephi's quest. And, but the reality is, is Sam was there all through it right? He was there supporting Nephi. Nephi went when he was um, like that pivotal moment after they left Jerusalem and Nephi is like, goes to the Lord and asks, is this true? He receives a revelation that it's true and that they're supposed to leave Jerusalem. And then he turns and tells Sam and Sam believes like, and so there's a place for Sam and Sam is supporting Nephi through all of it. And I'm going to guess that like maybe Nephi's quest was to build a boat and Sam was supporting him. But what if Sam's quest, it's just not in the scriptures, right? But Sam's quest was to, I don't know, teach the kids. Maybe he was a teacher. I don't know. <laughs> and right. it doesn't, it really doesn't matter, but I'm guessing and betting on Nephi because he's my guy that he supported Sam in his quest. And so that's actually this whole thing is that we need to be so secure in, and confident that what we are doing is what God wants us to do. And then we can't, we can have the mental space and we can have the peace because we don't have to compare because we're not doing the same thing. Like bottom line, like we're not doing the same thing. And ah, I just think that if we could figure that out, that we, if we could figure out how to cheer each other on in their, our own separate quests, then there'd be a lot of, we would have a lot more time to do what we're supposed to do. I so agree with that. And I'm going to share an experience I have with one of the girls that we mentioned, and I won't mention her by name because I haven't asked permission, but she has been working with us since September and has been working really, really hard to figure out who exactly it is that she is serving in her quest. She is incredible at being able to offer um, uh, better health to families. I'm going to be a little bit vague because I don't want to call her out, but to offer better health to families and particularly to women. And we had a massive breakthrough just a few weeks ago when she realized, she said, I just received total confirmation that I don't need to be on the stage and that I don't need to be this very present face behind this incredible skill that she has. Her goal 
is to find women who are trying to influence the world for good, which is you, listener, and you, Michelle, and me. She wants to support those women who are on quests with better health so that they can have the energy to do what they need to accomplish. And it was a God-given experience for her. Like she really came to a point where she said, I'm totally okay with being backstage. And that was kind of her big epiphany. And that's her offering a supportive role and her own quest. And she is 100% on fire about it and pursuing this quest from what many people may be, may seem, oh, on the shadows or, you know, that kind of a thing. And that is not at all where her heart is. And it's just been an incredible experience. So if you are someone who you feel like, I'm not great at this. Like if you feel like you get jealous of others and that you have a hard time being happy for other people, let me read from you from Samuel. If you want to know the secret behind Jonathan and David's friendship, it says it in Samuel 20, 23. And as touching the matter which thou and I have spoken of, behold, the Lord be between thee and me forever. Their connecting point was the Lord. <gasps> I love it. I just got chills all over. It was, that was Friendships in the scriptures. Yeah. <sighs> so good. And that's it. That's what connects us. Right. And if there are parts of like, if there are stopping or, you know, sticking points, the only way we can figure that out is the Lord helping us see them more clearly and see the, seeing them the way the Lord sees them. And also like if there is someone that you're not getting along with, then they can, they can, he can help you to figure what that, you know, what that looks like for you. So we have four steps to, we have four steps to make, making this easier for you. Okay. We like step-by-steps. Um, and the first step is I want you, we want you to pray to God and ask him how he feels about you. And, um, and to ask if you are on the right quest, because guess what? I think it was, Ooh, I should look this up, but I think it was elder Holland. And he says, there's never a, a more sweet experience than when you ask heavenly father, how he feels for you. And, you know, I had this, this moment this last week, because I was reading this book. It's called free to focus by Michael Hyatt. It's a business book, but he just talks a lot about how, if you can just really find out what you're really good at and where, what you love this, like what you're good at, you love it, and you can make a great impact on it, then that's what you should focus on doing and then leave the rest to other people. And so I've been really thinking about like, what is it? Like, what's my magic moment? What's that space where, yeah, I'm good at these other things, but like, maybe not, like I could probably hire that out or like, where is my sweet spot? And I just felt like I, this podcasting is really one of my sweet spots because I love this. I love the interaction between me and Sarah. Like I love teaching in this way and I love speaking this way. And I recently just hired a VA and she said this to me. She said, Michelle, I do not, I want to be the support. That's the role I want. I don't want to be out in the open. And I thought, you know what, this is what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to find what we're really great at and then focus on that. And then support each other in the best way that we can. Um, and God will help you. And I'm not going to tell you that it just had suddenly, you know, like with the person that you're talking about that we mentor, this has been month, a month and month process, like where we, she has like been trying to figure it out and she's she gone, has fought for it. Yeah. Totally and she went in the direction of 
I'm going to be out in front. And she went that way and she got stopped, you know, and this was something, this, this is a process, but if you are praying for it, if you're praying to know where God wants you, then he either will tell you, or he'll eventually give you peace that you're in the right spot. Love it. Love it. Our second step is to make an honest assessment of where you're at. And in the wise words of Sarah and Michelle, we're going to have you make an honest assessment of your life, not your neighbors, not your favorite Instagrammer, an honest assessment of your life, not others. And this is where I think we get strapped because I think sometimes we need to make changes and we see others aren't making those changes and we think, okay, maybe it's not a big deal. Or we, we feel like, oh, I'm going to sound like a, a prude if I choose to do this or not do this. Or oh, how's it going to make so-and-so feel if I, all this kind of stuff. Look at you. Look at you and your family. You and your family. And I'm going to give you one example of this that's a very broad example where we probably should stay in our lane and fight for our own family's decisions here. And that is in regards to media. Okay? And I'm going to keep this very vague. There are differences of opinion among families, siblings, aunts, uncles, friends, neighbors in regards to media. You figure it out for you. Make an assessment and be brave. Be brave enough to make the decisions regarding media that need to happen for your family. And honest. Be honest. Be honest. <laughs> Totally, totally. Is this bringing the spirit or not? Yeah. And you do have guidelines from prophets. You don't need to get your guidelines from your neighbor. You don't need to get your guidelines from a sibling. You and your spouse or whoever you make decisions with, you sit down and be honest and decide for you and your home because that is your realm and your responsibility. And here is a quote for that. If you're making mistakes, it means you're doing something. Okay, try and figure out some stuff to better media in your house. And if it doesn't work, you tried something. Keep working at it. You're going to make mistakes in your parenting. You're going to make mistakes in your marriage. You're going to make mistakes in regards to your relationship with God and others and your neighbors. But get doing something. Make those mistakes so you can continue to progress and allow God to teach you. Ah, I love it. Okay, step number three is... You need to either step away or lean in. So I think I, this is a lot for your online usage. Okay. Because you look at like, we, we have, we give an Instagram a bad rap. And the reality is, is you're the one that chose to follow that person. You're the one that's having negative thoughts. You're the one that's comparing. And so if there are people that you follow um, that make you feel bad about yourself or, you know, make you question the things that you used to know were true, then you don't have to follow them. And so just be honest with that. <laughs> you get to decide Instagram or your life can be filled with uplifting things that make you feel good and that help you on your quest or not. It's a lot of a decision. And with people, the reality is, is it's when you're far away, it's easy to judge. And then when you get closer to people and you learn who they are, you learn what they've been through, you learn what they're going through and you lean in, then you get a lot more compassion and you get a lot more love for people. 
And that's, that's why it's so dangerous that, you know, Satan is keeping us away and isolated is because you can't make an impact until you're, until you lean in because you don't know them and you don't see their pain because, you know, social media is easy. You know, it's easy to put up a picture. And I, I, I honestly think that's probably how it should be. Like, I don't think we need to air everything out there, but if you lean into the people around you and find out like what makes them tick, what quests are they on? Cause they're probably some hard ones and can you help them? And then you serve them and you let the Lord be be between you and them, like Jonathan and David and things change, things change. I love this. And Jonathan and David and Saul are the perfect example of this because Jonathan, once he found out what his father Saul was going to do, his friend David, he had to do both. He had to lean into his relationship with David and commit to him and be loyal to him. And he had to step away from his own father, who was a terrible father and a terrible man. But, but it is okay to step away from relationships. Okay. And we talk about those online. Um, Jonathan had to do it with his own family. And it's also okay to lean in and commit and be loyal. And I think that that really goes into our fourth step here. And our fourth step here is to wave your pom-poms, friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I have to say, Michelle and I have been preparing for some other podcasts and we do feel like there is a lot of really tough stuff in the world. There is. Parenting is hard. Faith can be hard. Change can be hard. There is, there's really terrible stuff going on. I would encourage you to try and be the pom-pom girl right now for your sphere. Can you get in there and share the light of optimism and the hope? I love the story of when Sherry Dew was interviewing President Hinckley for his biography that she wrote. And she said, do you have any regrets? Ooh, I would love to know. What would President Hinckley regret? And he says, I regret, and I'm going to hash this quote. I'm so sorry. I didn't prepare for this, but he says, the only regret I have is that I'm not going to be alive to see the incredible things the Lord is going to allow to happen on the earth. Gosh, the ultimate optimist. Naive? No. Optimistic? Yes. Realist? Yes. If anyone knew what was going to happen in the future of the world, it's going to be the prophet of the Lord. And yet, did you leave conference feeling like, oh my gosh, everything's going downhill? No, there is hope. Sister Eubank said, light, shine your own light and cheer each other on. And if you're a practical person and you need a to-do on this, I would tell you to, instead of surfing up and down Instagram and Facebook and sliding up with that finger, take those 15 minutes. And I want you to text people that you know that are on quests and cheer them on. Just thinking about you. Hey, I saw you weren't there on Sunday. How are you? Minister in those 15 minutes. Um, Minister. I love it. Get it done and cheer people on. Woo! I love it. Jen Hatmaker. She is like, I don't know if you know Jen Hatmaker, Hatmaker, but she's a Christian author and she's fantastic. And she says that she has a friend who whenever she thinks a good thought about another friend, she just texts them. She'll just voice message it. So they're always the really random text, but she's just like, before the thought even leaves her head, she just texts her friend. And I thought, you know what? We need to do that. Like we need to be the people who are cheering each other on and checking in. And because life is, life is hard, but it's a lot more fun (laughs) and exciting and happy when we don't have to worry about that stuff. We can say, you know what? 
you're doing great. What your quest is awesome. And my quest is awesome. And your quest is hard. And my quest is hard. Let's help each other. Like it's just, it's so much better when we can do it together. So we love you and we love that we get to be on your quest with you. And that's actually why we created this podcast is we are cheering you on and we are in the thick of it, just like you're in the thick of it. And we hope that you feel our love because we pray for you and we pray to know what to say. And like, to be very honest, we were going to podcast something completely different today, but felt like this is what we need to needed to talk about. So we are, we're trying real hard to follow the spirit on our quest. So Wonderful. Well, we're super excited to be able to follow um, your own quests and your own efforts to become those vibrant instruments in the hands of the Lord, because you are thrilled to be who you are. So boldly declare who that is and be that person. And we're going to be right alongside you this next week as we take our little 15 minute blocks and we cheer each other on to accomplish amazing things. Thank you so much for joining us on the Women With Fire podcast. Happy Thursday. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group, Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.